Hello, YouTube. James Baker here. I have a call with a gentleman from Pakistan again. I love my Pakistani callers, and he has a bunch of questions about um, opening LLCs, what business he can run, and this is a quick fire, another one of those quick fire question calls. So it's question, answer, question, answer, question, answer. No small talk, off straight to the info. So I think you'll like this call, especially if you're in Pakistan, and if you're doing digital services and selling stuff on e-commerce, it's just for you. So let's get to the call. Haven't done my taxes, I'm too turned up. Haven't done my taxes, I'm too turned up. Haven't... Hey, I'm here. Let me do gallery view. Hey, Ali, how are you? I'm good. How about you? I'm doing amazing. Where are you calling from today? I'm calling from Pakistan. I see you get a lot of calls from Pakistan. <laughs> I do. You guys are you guys are crushing e-commerce right now. That's 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 awesome. And that that's what I'm actually calling for. <laughs> okay, very good. So um, you, I, obviously you said I have a bunch of calls from uh, Pakistan, so you've seen a number of the videos. So I think I've seen like almost all of them. That's great. I hope you liked every <laughs> single one of them too. It's really helpful when you like the videos. <laughs> You're actually giving uh, information worth millions of dollars for free. I know, right? I got I to gotta <laughs> stop one of these days and uh, actually just start <laughs> charging people. But what's the wait till I get to 10,000 subscribers, right? So Yeah, um, hopefully. Tell me, tell me a little bit about your business. What's your plan? What, what's going on? Okay, so uh, it's basically, we already had an LLC uh, in the US for like last 10 years or so. And we have been selling on Amazon, eBay, Etsy, Sears, Rakuten, you name it, and we are selling over there. When we started the LLC, I was actually a member in it. I'm currently in Pakistan. Uh, there were like four members, my father, my brother, and one other member from USA. He's like a partner, so, but uh, my father has an SSN because he has been doing business in the U.S. for the last like 50 years or so. Uh, we used to sell handmade rugs, paintings, and other stuff like that. Uh, but uh, uh, later on, what happened was, as soon as we started with the, the LLC, it, it was like around 2010 or 2011. Uh, the accountant was very reluctant to have me on board because he said having a Pakistani national on board without an SSN or IT means a lot of problems. So I was actually cast out of the LLC. And but my three, my, my brother, my father, who has an SSN despite being in Pakistan. So and, everyone, uh, are they not citizens or green card holders? They just um, live it. They just have socials, right? So they actually have three three members. One of them is a U.S. national. One of them has two of them have a, have SSN and they're like green card holders. So oh, so they have green cards too. Okay. My father, okay. My father is actually not a green card holder. He only has SSN, and so he's they, like he got he got so, it like like forty years ago. <laughs> so here's the issue. Here's the issue from your accountant is, and I get I get the concept. I don't think it's necessarily worth cutting out of the company, but. When you have a, a U.S. Uh, citizen or resident as a member of an LLC then it's basically doing business in the U.S. It's a U.S. company and you have to, and, and, and that's, that's how it is. So when you have a foreign member, all of your profits uh, are subject to withholding of 37%. So all of the profit, uh, not the actual. Only yours, only, only the, so if, if wow. the company makes, if you own, let's say just easy, if the company makes a million dollars and you own half of the company, then $500,000, your portion is subject to 37% withholding. Ah, okay. I understand. So, because of this reason, they decided because it's, it was a family matter. So they decided, okay, it's better not to have me in the company anymore. Uh, 
But anyways, I am working for the company from Pakistan. So we basically sell uh, rugs, paintings, handmade jewelry. And uh, what I actually decided now to do is I am launching, I'm going to launch my own LLC and maybe you can do that for me. Yeah, uh, that's, that's exactly what you should do. You should work with them, but have your own LLC because these guys are paying yeah. taxes. These guys have to pay taxes in the United States. You, Absolutely. So we, you, you don't we have pay to. pay a lot of taxes. Yeah. We, we recently, like, uh, I think uh, almost a month ago, we filed taxes and uh, we, I got documents for them as well. But so uh, I have a few questions regarding forming a new LLC and uh, I want to do the same thing because it's, uh, I'm, uh, we also provide IT services as well. Uh, okay. So it's like a mixture of stuff because if you want to get on Amazon and you have like 10,000 products and you need to like integrate between your website and Amazon or Etsy and you like want to upload with using a plugin, we create that plugin for you. Um, and we also do like affiliate marketing. So it's like we do a lot of things and, sure. uh, and I want to do it using my own company. They can have their own company. Uh, they have it registered in Texas. But I want to start my own company. And the first thing I want to consider is I want to keep the overhead low. Uh, so as I, I will have to create a new Amazon account, new Etsy, and my own website. We are working on it. Uh, we are working on a new website as well as uh, the Android and iPhone app. So uh, I want to form an LLC. And I am curious about what type of LLC to form. If you, I'm also interested in maybe having my wife on board as a partner. Um, That's not a bad and, idea. Uh, the, the, so the, the, the reporting is a little bit different when you have a multi-member LLC, but it's kind of like, it's, it's a really interesting like gray area because um, like partnerships, all the tax code wasn't written for partnerships with foreign partners. Like there's not a, like a separate tax form for like foreign, foreign partner, foreign owned partnerships and stuff. So we've been doing it in a variety of different ways. What we usually do for this is we, um, we file a partnership tax return every year and just basically telling the IRS that there's no residence, there's no U.S. source income, and you don't have to pay taxes, and that's why. And it's kind of like a, a, a something we do to just stave off the IRS to just let them know this is what we're doing because usually if there's ever a problem and you've been, uh, you've been ahead of it, they're much more lenient with you. So that's why we always do that. Um, but it's, I think it's a good idea. You should, yeah, have your wife yeah. own a percentage of it. Yeah, but... Uh, so when it comes to like having a multiple member LLC, do you need to file form 5472 even for that? Or is that only for single member? LLC? Only for single member. So why don't people actually go for multiple member LLC to just save themselves of, from the fear of like $25,000 in penalties? There's, in so if you, if you manage it wrong with the multi-member, um, there's penalties for that too. It's not as high as the 5472. But, um, you know, a lot of people want their own company. They don't want to have their, they, maybe they don't have a wife and they don't want to put their mom or their dad on the company. And they, cause like then a lot of other stuff can be more complicated, like opening a bank account. You both have to certify everything. Both have to have all your documents on it. You can't open a U.S. bank account without both partners being involved. You need more legal documents then you have to do better accounting because if you have a partnership, you have to, I mean, with a husband wife, it's, it's, it's easy. Sure. That, that can, that can work. But with other people, partnerships are just more work. I understand administratively. That. So, but if, if, for example, I go for a multiple member partnership and I have my wife on board and I then I have to open a bank account, does my wife also need to provide her details or can yeah. like one fifty percent owner do it on nope, his own? Everyone, they need to know both owners. Oh, that's interesting. That's why they have single member LLCs. 
Yeah, because that's it's just, like easy, it's just easier. Okay, okay, okay. But if I have the single member LLC, then I have to file in uh, form fifty four seventy two. Yeah, and it's not it's not a tax form. It's just an informational form. And since I've launched my course, uh, now people can uh, learn how to do it themselves uh, for a lower yeah, price, right? <laughs> I, I've I've actually been listening to uh, that as well, and but I will be more interested in like hiring uh, your services. Sure. Uh, okay, and then I have a few questions. There's like. Form 1065, which is for partnerships. Form 1040 for filing single person returns, right? Yeah. Uh, NR. And what, what I, is the I, form 11204? I, I usually don't do the 1040 forms for my clients because we're, we're taking the position that they don't have any U.S. income. Um, ah, well, first okay. of all, the 1040 is for only for residents. Uh, it would yeah, be 1040NR for the uh, non-residents. Mm -hmm. So the non-resident forms we do file for our clients, but that's only to get items, because I get items yeah. for my for all of my clients. I get them items. Yeah, I need the item as well because I understand that although I don't need it, but when you like have PayPal and stuff like that, and it, it goes sometimes, into a yeah, sometimes yeah. they're annoying about it and they want it or they they want to see it and stuff. So sometimes we can like it's it's just it's random. I tell you, like I have. Some, some of my clients, we open Stripe and PayPal with no ITIN. Other clients, doesn't work. So, um, yeah, I, I know I already have PayPal account for the other LLC, and it works fine. It worked fine with the EIN. It got registered the business account. But like after one year, when our sales went over like 100,000, uh, they just limited the account, and uh, they immediately asked for ITIN. Or SSN of a member to verify that they are yeah like, and that's and that's an older account so now on newer accounts they're yeah. doing that from they're doing that more often and there's and yeah. since I do it with all my clients I'm getting better at like figuring out navigating contacting appealing and submitting the right documents so that's definitely included in our service great great and what about form double one two zero what's that that's, for that's for so so everyone talks about the fifty four seventy two the the eleven twenty is the corporate tax return when you file, and I never talk about this, I don't, it's just because I don't want to confuse people. When you have a single member LLC, a foreign owned single member LLC, and you file form 5472, you actually have to put the 1120 in front of it to send the form. And it's, okay. it's, and you have to write a, a statement at the top and you say it's pro forma, but the idea okay. is that uh, you, that's just how you have to assembly. it. And that it's for, it's for U.S. corporations. That's what the form right. is for. But it's not for LLC? It's not for LLCs except for the fact that um, when you're doing the 5472, you have to put that that, that form blank in, in the front. Okay. But it's, it's so generally what, for corporations. And in, in our case, where we are doing like e-commerce and, and uh, IT services, software and web development, it, and we are not supposed to be taxed in the U.S., it's all right to have an LLC or C Corp doesn't really give us a benefit, right? The C, there's no the only benefit for the C corp is like in if you're receiving royalties or if you're receiving other withholdable types of payments, uh, mm -hmm. or if you have real estate. But for what, everything you're doing, digital services, digi like e-commerce and and IT and stuff, the LLC is perfect, especially for Pakistan where you're not going to pay any taxes on it. Yeah, right? great, great. Okay, yeah. and then there's one zero double nine K. One zero something. Ten ninety nine K. That's yeah. an informational reporting form. So when you sell a lot on Stripe or, or PayPal, they will issue that to your LLC. And what does it, that mean for tax filing purposes? 
That form just tells the IRS that, um, oh, 11.30. That form just tells the IRS that you have, um, that you have this much in sales. And I've had that challenge before. I've had the IRS say this LLC didn't pay taxes. And I reached out to them and I said, look, they do nothing in the U.S. They um, haven't been, they have no, they, they have no U.S. source income and the, everything got dropped and, it got, and we moved on. It was no problem. All right. So, so I don't need to be worried about uh, 99. You, see, you just file, file all your forms on time, do everything right. Don't have anything in the U.S. And if you get uh, 1099Ks, that's fine. If the IRS contacts you, you just you, we just have to respond and tell them, hey, we, I'm live in Pakistan. I do IT services. Like this is not U.S. Yeah. source income. Okay. And what about W nine? What what is it W nine for? Oh, a lot of good questions. The W nine is for is a taxpayer certification. So a lot of people who are paying you want to know where you're from, mm -hmm. and the W nine tells them that you're a U.S. person. Interestingly enough, for a partnership, we can give them a W nine. But then we have to file a partnership tax return and report why or why not you don't have withholding. Okay, so just guide me through this. If I, for example, go for a single member LLC, uh, that you actually would, you means could, you couldn't. You would have to do a W eight D E N. Ah, okay. Because they have there's just like the series of taxpayer identification forms. You can either be a U.S. person, which is W nine, or a foreign individual, a W eight B E N, or a foreign corporation, a W eight B E N E. Or a foreign intermediary, which is like a W eight uh, IMY or something. All right, so they're like a lot of kinds. Okay, yeah, uh, there's, a lot, there's a lot going on. So basically, I'm interested in forming now. I think after your information, a single member LLC, and uh, let's say I form this LLC right now, I'm supposed to pay. Uh, I'm supposed to file taxes. Uh, I mean the uh, next the April before next April. Or something. Yeah, you have to do it Sorry, before. I didn't catch that. Can we? Yeah, you have to. If you open your LLC uh, in 2020, okay. you have to file the form before April 15th of 2021. All right, all right, all right. Okay, and uh, uh, can you actually tell me something? Let's say uh, I have an LLC form, and but if I'm uh, right, the single member LLC, uh, the taxes are filed against my personal returns, right? Or they're not actually filed at all. Uh, you know, we wouldn't, I don't. I usually don't file at all. Oh, all right, perfect, perfect. So, but let's uh, take into account an I ten. If we are not filing personal taxes, uh, but we also need an I ten. I remember reading somewhere that an I ten expires if you're not filing at all. Yeah, you have to file. You have to renew it every two or three years. You have to renew the I ten. But practically speaking, I don't know how PayPal or Stripe or these other things verify whether it's active or not. Ah, okay. Because you'll have your so, ITIN letter, it'll be your number. If it's expired, I don't know if it even matters. We can always reapply. Okay. It's the same process. So it's not hard to reapply or, or like to reactivate it. But practically speaking, I don't know. I don't think there's like a database they can check to see if it's active or not. I don't think it matters. Okay. But what does reapplying entail? Does it mean like I have to it's file the same, it's the same. It's the same application as the first time. It's a W7 with a 1040 NREN. Okay. Okay. So I just actually want to make sure that I like I'm good in the books for ITIN as well, uh, and that means like uh, keeping some, having to do something every two or three years. Yeah. Yeah. I can. I can. I have to figure out. I think it's every. They change it often, and I. And most mm -hmm. of my clients just don't care. They. They just get it once, and then they just don't ever renew it. But 
uh, I guess maybe since I've only been doing iTunes for like, since I've been certified accepting agent for like a, a year and a half, I guess I haven't had that many people that have even need to renewed yet. Right. Because everyone just got them. <laughs> All right. Yeah, 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 of course. Okay. Uh, let's say, uh, I'm doing business on Amazon and all these places and uh, now I want to like uh, uh, repatriate my profits to Pakistan and okay. uh, so how, how would I go about doing that uh, does that mean like a simple telephonic uh, uh, transfer to using my bank account yeah and how would I how would I actually show it up on my papers Wait, what on my papers? tax return oh I mean so we return. just show it as a as a distribution Ah, so it's actually a distribution when it goes to even Pakistan. So distribution, but let's say if I want to keep that amount within the U.S. to my personal account, can I do that? Yeah, sure. You can definitely send it to your U.S. account. You can do whatever you want. It's amazing. It's a great opportunity. So, so but that, does that mean if I keep my like profits, my distribution uh, within the U.S., do I have to file tax returns then? It's still not U.S. source income. It's just money that you leave in the U.S. Oh, perfect. Perfect. So there is no need to file returns even on that. That's how I understand it, yeah. Okay, we and uh, next thing. Uh, what about sales taxes? Because for the last 10 years, it has been a complete pain in the ass because no state has similar tax laws, and some have it, some don't. Even it's the 10 same years now. Ago, they didn't have It's still a pain in the ass, but for it's only the last two years it's been bad because... Before there was no sales taxes on internet sales. Yeah. First, of all, first of all, there's yeah. no sales taxes on IT services. There's no taxes on services. Okay. Um, in terms of e-commerce, Amazon does all the work for you. The big yeah. e-commerce places do it for you. eBay, yeah, Amazon, probably Rakuten, all of these are going to collect the sales tax for you. You don't have to do anything. It's Everybody only going to be Shopify. Etsy does it for you as well. Etsy does it too. My, I know, yeah. yeah. My question is, uh, Technically, from what I've studied on online, I shouldn't be charged for sales tax because the item doesn't, for, for many states, I've read that the, the merchandise should actually be in that state for the state sales tax to be charged. It's where you ship it. It's, it's where the client is. If you're shipping it to that state, then it's a sale to that state. It doesn't matter oh, if it's okay. located there. I mean, that's sales tax nexus. That's, the term, that's for the old rules. If you, you would, in, the, in the old rules before 2018, you wouldn't have to pay sales taxes unless you were like doing business in the state yeah. as per the yeah, rules yeah, yeah. of sales taxes. But now it's I, now it doesn't matter. Now it's all economic I, thresholds. Okay, now I remember. I actually remember those rules because uh, technically I didn't qualify uh, for like sales tax. But because all our items are located, we buy from uh, Pakistan, Nepal, and other places as well. So they are directly shipping from Pakistan, Nepal, and even India sometimes. To places in USA or even we do work in, we uh, do the same thing for Europe as well okay the next question uh, the form 5472 what does it actually have like all the transactions you say we have to report the transactions does it mean I have to actually even report the Amazon payments I get in my bank account no it's only what you send to your companies and to yourself it's only like what, what the amounts you send transfer between related parties so if you send money to yourself, if you actually it covers a lot of things. If you pay to open the company, pay to dissolve the company, those would count. But if you have any transfers between related parties that you own, those transfers are what would be reported in general. It's going to be the purchase of goods, distributions, contributions, things like that. 
so that means if like it is purchased goods because we are going to follow like a dropshipping model. Although we have our own manufacturing company in Pakistan, but we actually show it as a dropshipping business in U.S. So like we are buying from another party uh, outside USA. Um, and does that mean like I will actually have to show the payment I made to the company? No, in all you have to show is all you have to show is um, what you pay yourself, basically in this situation. Like a distribution. A distribution, and I also consider personal charges distributions as well. Ah, okay. So, like traveling expenses and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Got it. Got it. Um, next thing. Uh, what about trademark registration? Do you provide services like that? Sure. We definitely do register trademarks. We have attorneys that do that. And how much does it actually cost, like the lowest possible value? Uh, the, the lowest. <laughs> start, start at the lowest price. Uh, yeah. calling from Pakistan, you guys have yeah. a little bit more than we do. Um, <laughs> I think it's 3,500, I think is what the attorney does it for. Okay. And does it like, uh, how long does it process actually take? Uh, it can take a long time. It can take, uh, I don't, I don't know. I have to check some of my videos, but it's the process isn't really on our hands, right? We can, so we get the information you've been using the trademark, we send the application and then it has to be processed. You know, the actual, I don't know how long it takes, but it takes the same for everybody, right? We can, we can submit the application in a couple of days in a week or whatever, mm -hmm. but then it's just waiting for the government to process it. Yeah, but the trademark applied in U.S. doesn't really apply to Europe, right? Or is it, is it, there's is it different, there's different trademark um, places where you can trademark it, but it's not, there's like a global trademark thing. And then there's also like a U.S. trademark thing. And if it depends where you're more interested in securing the trademark. So if, if, Again, this isn't what I do. This isn't like my expertise, but from my understanding, uh, it protects you where it's registered. So if you have a trademark registered in the US, it'll stop anyone else from using that trademark in the United States, even if it's a foreign company. Okay, okay, got it, got it. Uh, all right. Um, and actually, I might, I'll, give you, I'll give you one more question because I know I came to the call late, but I have another call who's waiting too. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, last question is, what about like uh, bank accounts and stuff like that? I know Mercury is doing it. We already have, for our previous LLC, we have uh, an account from Chase, but that's for person who was already in USA. But what about people who are actually uh, outside uh, USA? Can is yeah. there, Are there better options than Mercury? I, I like Relay Financial, which is, uh, it's like an invite only bank. And that's why I put my clients in because I can help you open the account much faster and which mu with much more control. It's uh, it's similar to Mercury, but it's, it has uh, additional features, which I think are better. But other than that, there's not that many. The banking regulations are kind of tough in the US. And I think that because of the coronavirus, more banks are going to have remote opening options and be more flexible in the future, but uh, they're not there yet. Right. Thank you for your time. Uh, I just can I have one more last question. What about your formation fees? Like, uh, how much does it cost to form an LLC uh, yes. in Wyoming with with EIN ITIN? Yeah. So our our package does include that. We get the EIN. We open the company. We get the EIN, the ITIN. You can use our address for mailing. We will send you all the debit cards. And uh, from that, also, if you have other questions, I can answer any other questions, provide support, and we'll open all the accounts with you, all the bank accounts and things like that on a second call. And we can have this all done in like 10 days. So we can do it very quickly. 
So our, our cost or our price for this is $2,500. All right, that includes ITIN as well. That includes ITIN as well, yes. Great, great, great. I will get back to you through your, uh, on your email. Uh, you may proceed with your next uh, appointment. Thank you. Yeah, send me an time. email and I'll send you all the details, okay? Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Nice to speak with you. Bye. Same here. Likewise. Okay, I think that call went really well. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to um, ravish that like button and uh, just click it enough times so that it leaves up on thumbs up because then if you click it twice, it unclicks. Um, that, that's really helpful. I appreciate that. And also, um, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to have a call with me or someone from my team, the link is below in the description. So you can do that. So let me know what you thought about the call. Comment below and we will be in touch. Thanks for watching the video and I will see you on the next one.